Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Oh, my heart's beating almost like when I met you, Rod. <laughs> Second time. First time I didn't notice him. Second time. Mm-hmm. And I was never going to get married. And here I am, three children later. But I just wonder if we can put the South African in. How many South Africans do we have in the house? Can you just stand quickly, please? All the South Africans stand. Woo! (laughs) My goodness. You're getting invaded. Hey, listen, we're not trying to bring a South African culture. I'm interested in kingdom culture. I don't care about, sorry, this thing's irritating me. I feel like I'm, (laughs) sorry, new. Okay, so we have been, the theme has been, touch me. (laughs) I'll stop, Carol. Okay, we'll start again. (laughs) Anytime. The theme has been reaching out from a position of strength. And if we're going to reach out, what better way to do it than from a position of strength? But what's the point of being so strong, so full of God's word, God's goodness, God's faith, God's love, if you're not going to hand it out? What is the point? The gospel is the most unselfish thing on the face of this earth. So today, my message is drop the trash and hold the truth. So if you remember nothing else, remember that. Drop, and that trash is not your wife or your children. And I'll, I will just expound on that. But I'm going to go to John 8. And there is a crazy confrontation in John 8 between Jesus and the Jewish religious leaders. So as I said in the first service, somebody spoke about the Jews in one message and got challenged. I am not anti-Jew. I am not anti-Israel. I love the Jews. I love Israel. I love all people. I don't care what color, what creed, where you come from. We're all the same. So please don't shoot me. I'm the messenger. Take it up with God. Jesus said this. It's in red writing. Okay, so take it up with him. These are believers. They're not drug lords. It's not prostitutes. These are the religious leaders of the day. This is what Jesus says to them in John 8, 31 to 36. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I've heard so often people say the truth sets you free. Have you heard that? It's not true. You will know the truth, and then the truth will set you free. You've got to know it. You've got to take a hold of it. You've got to apply it to your life. Otherwise, there's no freedom. So let's go on. Truth on its own doesn't set you free. Verse 33, it says, they answered him. So here's all the religious leaders. You've got to picture the scenario. We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone how can you say that we should be set free? So now here you have all the Jewish leaders, they're so stuck on the law 
And they're saying, how dare you confront us to tell us that we need freedom? How many of us are like that? So they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants, which I read to you. And at the bottom, so he says, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Let's go on to the next one. You can see that they were so intent on preserving the law that they missed the truth. Verse 34, this is what Jesus answered them. Sorry, I just lost my place. Very sad, hey? Jesus replied, very truly I tell you. He doesn't just say truly, very truly I tell you. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Then he says to them, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. So here they are, they've heard the truth, and it says they have blocked themselves, they have no room for it. How many of you have got to a point in your life where you've allowed no room for his word, and you wonder why your life is where it is? You ought to know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You need to have a heart clear out today, not just a closet clear out. And if you want a closet or a house clear out, call me. But best be, someone said to me, Val, I think I'm ready for you to come to my house to clear out. I said, are you really? Are you willing to leave the house and leave me alone? No, I'm not ready. <laughs> so this is what Jesus says to him. Abraham, they said, Abraham is our father, they answered. So this is what Jesus says. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus said, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the work of your father. So now look here. First, they've said Abraham is our father, and Jesus is saying to them, you're doing the work of your father. So I think English is their first language, but they still don't get it. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. So now a protest is a protest. That's the next one, verse 41. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. So now if you look at the scenario, first, they're saying Abraham is our father. Then God's saying, but you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So now what are they saying? They're trumping it. Oh no, God's my father. Like Jesus is gonna be impressed. Look what Jesus says to them. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. You belong to your father who? How many of you have told anybody your father's the devil? <laughs> Look what he says. You belong to your father, the devil, and you carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he speaks, he speaks the native language, for he is a liar and the father of all liars. The truth is confront confrontationable. Confrontational. All say that? Got it. How many of you like to confront? Look at the hands. If you love the truth, this is going to hit you. 
If you love the truth, you will love confrontation. And I'm going to show you why. But it has to be done in the right spirit. That's the problem. We've had believers attack each other, tear each other down, hurt each other, belittle each other, compete with each other, rather than Scripture says, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We don't cut each other. We sharpen each other. So you do it with the right spirit. And if you do not confront, here is where confrontation is needed, so you're not going to confront. Guess what you do? You are now handing over and allowing the enemy to do whatever he wants in between because he's going to lie, he's going to deceive, he's going to twist. And eventually when you get together, you're like, why didn't we get together earlier? All the home movies that you have in your head. We have to confront, but in a spirit of love and gentleness. Here's a, a quote, and I said it in the first service. Take a photograph of it. Put it on your refrigerator. It challenged me to the core. Give me truth, however cold or cruel or hard it is to hear. I would prefer to have my heart bled and broken if it means I can then move on than waste a single moment of my time being fooled by a lie intended to preserve my feelings. If I can give you the truth to bring breakthrough in your life so you can walk forward, or am I going to stand alongside you and feed the lie of your feelings? Feelings are neither right nor wrong. It's what we do with them that make them right or wrong. I would rather speak the truth to you in love, get your feelings hurt, but get you out of the hole, and then we can hug each other afterwards and go on. But we avoid it. So then what happens? We give the enemy all that space to do whatever he likes. And then we blame God. How many of you have heard, this is my truth? When people speak and they go, this is my truth? How many of you have said it? Come on. It's not your truth. There's no such thing. It should be, this is my belief. There's a difference between belief and truth. Belief is based upon your experience and truth comes from God. Big difference. And I'm going to give you some examples. How many of you have ever had a bad haircut or a bad hair color? So then you're never going to go to hairdresser ever again. Julia, you'd be out of business. She's a good hairdresser if you need one. If you need a bad one, come see me. <laughs> Are all men narcissists? You might have had a narcissist person in your life. doesn't make all men narcissistic. Have you seen a bad marriage? There are bad marriages. It doesn't make marriage bad. Church people, you go to one church and you, go, you don't like it. Church people are hypocrites. One church, one experience. Now you never go back to church. Not all of you. You're here. It's for all those out there. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't that so? You have one event in your life, you try and do something, it doesn't work, so you label yourself and you take on an identity, I'm a failure. Through one experience, I love that song, I wish we could sing it in church one day and just add some words to it, I get knocked down, but I get up again. If you're going to fall, make sure you fall forward, then at least you gain ground. So keep falling, you'll eventually get to the finish line, just fall forward. You know, like those little worms? 
I'm going to ask you, is it truth or is it trash? What are you giving people? What are you giving yourself? What are you feeding your thoughts? Are they trash thoughts? Negative thoughts? Downing yourself continually? Or is it the truth? I'm loved no matter what. I'm accepted no matter what. I might not have done well there, but too bad, too sad. I'll get another chance here. We have to pick up the truth and get rid of the trash. And I'm going to give you an example of how beliefs change. How many of you, was there a point in your life where you believed if your tooth fell out and you left it in the shoe, you got money? How many of you believed that? The tooth fairy or the tooth mouth? In the pillow, under the pillow. Where did you leave it? Under the pillow? Well, no wonder Sarah's never got, I put Sarah's in the shoe. (laughs) You see, you're never too old to learn. Under the pillow. Okay. How many of you have left your tooth under the pillow ever hoping to get money? That's a belief. Do you believe it now? (laughs) I remember, I think it was Daniel. We watched him the one day and he's got cotton tied to his tooth and he's got it on the door and he's about to slam the door. I'm like, I'll just give you the money. You don't have to lose your tooth. (laughs) And then Sarah, she slept over at our house and lost her tooth. And then the next morning she comes and she goes, Dee was away. She goes, can I have my tooth back? Our tooth fairy gives more money. (laughs) So so I told my kids, quick, there's no tooth fairy. It's getting too expensive. (laughs) There's truth and there's belief. Beliefs change. This never changes. It's so solid. All right? Nothing is going to change unless you make the change. We are such a blame-shifting society. Adam and Eve, back in the beginning, what happened? Adam, well, first of all, Eve says it was a serpent. Adam goes a step further. This woman that you gave me, I didn't ask for it. You got it right? (laughs) If you guys did not have us women, you'd die of boredom. Isn't that correct, ladies? Nothing is going to change unless you do it. I can, like Rod said last week, he shared so well, you can know all about fishing, have the best boat, the bait, everything, the fishing gear, all the YouTubes, go to Alpha and learn about fishing. If you don't get out and fish, guess what's going to happen? Nothing. It's up to you. We are responsible to people, not for people. I'm not responsible for you. I will help you get there, but then it's up to you. It's quite nice. When you do the second service, you can chuck in what you forgot in the first. Hey? He didn't say if you know more truth. So many people say, if I know more, if I know more. He said, if you take a hold of the truth, you will be set free. So the lies that you believe can become the lid of limitation in your life. They can become a lid or a limitation. You're believing the lies, so you've capped yourself and you can't go any further. I love, I saw a Charlie Brown um, cartoon, and I saw Lucy, and they were going to have, they had to throw darts, and Lucy's dartboard was the normal dartboard. 
Charlie comes out, and it's about as big as this room. And she goes, that's not right. And he goes, no, make your target huge so you always hit something. Do that in life. Make your target dream big so you hit something. Amen? This, where's my, um, ask Chris to just help me with an illustration. This is the truth. This Bible is the truth. John 8, 31, it says, if you hold my teaching, you really are my disciples and you will know. So what do you have to do to get the truth? Well, you're a bit far this time. Thank you. Take a hold of it. He had to get it, take a hold of it. Faith comes by hearing, but truth comes by holding. You can hear and hear and hear and hear. How many times have you met people where they know so much and do so little? I am so tired of that. I'd rather you do a lot and know less because then you're applying it. Preaching doesn't set you free. Practicing the word of God sets you free. And you know, we've made, we've got a coddled Christianity where um, we just want to come up to people and, oh, it's okay, God's grace. God's grace, God's love, God's forgiveness. Yes, God's love. Yes, God's forgiveness. But how about you come this side, and this is what I say to myself, teach me how to get better so I don't keep messing up. Must I come here and coddle you so you just keep doing what you're doing and have the same results? You know what they say that a grave is? It's a rut with both ends kicked out. Come this side where I can say to you, let me help you so you don't fall in that ditch again. We have to have the balance. Lay the ax to the root. If you don't, you're just going to keep producing fruit. So the Jews, they thought that their lives were honoring God and that they held the truth. But this is what they didn't know. Roddy, please can you stand? Here's Jesus talking to them, and they think they know the truth. And yet here's the truth, Jesus standing right in front of them and they can't even see it because they're so bound on religion and laws. Thank you. Mm, so many of us can't hold the truth because we live for the moment. Oh, yes, we're gung-ho now, and we get out the door, and it's gone. How many people just live in the moment? Got to get out of the moment, live in reality, and start touching lives. So I'm going to give you the example. How do you get rid of it? You know, there's our attention span today especially the younger generation, is almost, okay, let's give them that much. <laughs> Why? Technology, TikTok, YouTube, so many distractions, even in our own lives, television, the news. It's we have created such a short attention span where it's all about me constantly. I have to feel good all the time. No, you don't. Life, reality, you're not going to feel good all the time. Your little Charlie is not good at every sport. And if he is, then he's not good at English. And if he's not good at English, he can't speak Afrikaans. <laughs> Teach your kids. I'm sorry, you're not good at this. Try something else. But no, society today, oh, you just showed up. You're amazing. You didn't do a thing. So let's just give you a trophy for doing nothing. Come on, guys. And we want that in the Christian world. I've done nothing. I'm not, God, 
He can't just be an emergency God when you need him. It's a relationship. So how do we deal with it? This is how you cannot hold truth and trash. It just doesn't work. So what do you got to do? Okay, Chris. Thank you. Would you like an encore? <laughs> you can try this. So try and take, try and take the Bible from me. Try and take the word from me. <laughs> okay, now try and take it from me. <laughs> See, when that's the only thing I'm holding and get rid of the trash, it's so much stronger. Come on, guys, let's get rid of the trash in our lives. We were in um, Waco, Texas last week, and Chip and Joanna Gaines, their kids do not have technology. They use it for um, education. They don't have cell phones. Their son, oldest son is going to college. He now does. They don't have a TV in their house. I'm not saying go to that extreme, but I'm saying we have allowed too much. And I'm talking to adults. I've seen adults. Yesterday, when we were at Matanza's Inlet, here's these girls with their bikinis on, and here's the cell phone, and they're on their paddle skis, or they're, what the heck? Leave it. But we've become so absorbed in the things, the trap of the attractive, that we've forgotten the life giver. All right, I'm nearly done. So we need to get rid of the trash and get rid of unrealistic expectations. We have to. When we were traveling from Waco, Texas, going to um, a lovely place called Austin, which I don't mind if I don't visit again. Anyway, we were traveling, and I, my, one of my favorite things or sayings is the Nike slogan, which is just do it. Have you ever been with people where they'll talk and talk and talk, and I need to do this, and I should do that, and I'm going to do this, and a year later, I'm going to do it, and you just want to go, just do it. I told them earlier when your kids, can you clean your room? Sure. An hour later, can you clean your room? Just do it. You ever felt that? Well, coming back, there was another slogan that I saw. It was the backward check. They had taken the Nike slogan and turned it around. I like that even better. Look what it says. It's done. Stop talking about stuff and start doing it. Amen. If you have been holding on to hurt or disappointment, you need to let it go. If you have bitterness, mistrust, the past, frustration, unresolved issues, man, it's tough. When you've done all you can, having done all, there's nothing left to do. You know what you do? You stand. You just stand. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything, but stand. And I, I shared in the, um, the last, and I got so emotional, so hopefully I won't. Man. I told myself I'm not going to do this. Well, you cried too. <laughs> he, let me tell you, my husband is the biggest advocate for women. I am a successful woman because I have a man who loves and believes in women and allows me to be who I am. Thank you. Oh. And 
resolvable issues. How do you, how many of you have got those? Doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter what you say, how much you've prayed, how much you've read, how much you've tried, how many cards you've sent, how many flowers you've sent, how many times you've said sorry, it is unresolvable. Well, it took my daughter to get me to do it. I had forgiven, but I hadn't let go. I still had those strings of hope. And then I kept getting hurt. And she's just like, Mom, you have to let it go. So guess what? <laughs> Who knows it better than Elsa? <laughs> let it go. Or, all of you do this. You know what it is? Shake it off. Shake it off. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> So whenever, whenever someone's getting on your nerves, just do this. <laughs> it's hard. But we have, you know, forgiveness for me is very easy because I know that forgiveness will destroy me. Unforgiveness will destroy me, not that person. It's too expensive. But letting go, oh my goodness, that's hard. But I've done it. And I just want to, Natalie, I'm, I know you don't want to do this, but please. My daughter's so sweet. I asked her if she'd sing this song, and she didn't really want to, but I'll give her rusks and cook sisters. And <laughs> but she agreed. So if you can just get ready, please, Nu. How many of you want to hear her sing? <laughs> she's, she's not doing it to be heard. That's the worst thing. And I, she's not like a puppy where you want your puppies to do all their tricks. You know, you I'm come sure to someone's that. house, look what my dog does, and then the dog just sits there. I'm like, man, your dog's good. <laughs> but I, the reason I've asked her to do this is this, she, um, Natalie did this cover song and put it on Instagram, and I listened to it, and it undid me. It took me out. I listened to it over and over and over. And God, it's like God took my heart and did heart surgery. And when you forgive, you heal. When you let go, you grow. And I had healed, but I felt like I was stunted because I couldn't let go. The minute I let go, I felt the biggest relief in a long time. So you've got to take a hold of this and let go. And this song, I looked at the background, and the girl that wrote this song was in a very, she was, has some form of bipolar, depressed. So what happened is she started to drink a lot. Would get drunk, sleep, wake up in the morning, go through a hangover. She was depressed at it again and again and again. Eventually she got herself together and thought, well, I'm gonna, she'd been crying, I'm gonna go out and be with my friends. Nobody noticed. Nobody cared, nobody saw, red eyes and all. And I feel there's a lot of you today where you just feel so misunderstood, so unnoticed, or so judged. And I'm going to ask you, what this song did for me is it made me open my eyes more to see deeper into people's lives, to see what they're really going through. You know, And it's like even with Natalie, a lot of people go, oh, you have such a lovely life. They don't know what she went through. They don't know what she's going through. We look at people, but we don't take the time to really see where their heart is. 
So I've asked her to please just to sing this song to you, written by this girl. She left that place and decided I'm going to go home and just write a song. And she wrote this song and put it up. It wasn't even, and it's gone viral. So thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I usually sing this song when I'm not nervous because it's very low. So if I sound terrible, just close your ears. Um, just going to figure out the chords real quick. It's okay. I'm going to pray and ask God to give you eyes. Give us eyes to see what you see. Give us ears to hear what you hear. Let my heart feel your heartbeat. Let my hands be an extension of your hands. Amen. I've been drinking more alcohol for the past five days. Did you check on me? Did you look for me? I walked in the room, eyes are red, and I don't smoke manga. Did you check on me? Did you look for me? Nobody will know the paranoia. Cause I put a smile on my face, a facade you cannot face. And if you know me well, well, you won't see how buried I am inside my grave inside my grave oh cause you see people 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 they don't really know you they don't really know you cause you see people 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 they don't really know you they don't really know I've been drinking more
like to you. Don't let one person that needs Jesus, don't let one person that just needs his touch, his hug, his embrace, don't let them go unnoticed. Let us always be mindful. People are the most valuable and the most important thing to Father's heart. Amen. If you don't know Jesus, that's the very start of it. So I just want, if you want to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, all it is is a relationship. We don't have a sin issue anymore. Jesus has dealt with that. All it is is I want you to rule and reign in my life. I want to be your eyes to see. I want to have your ears to hear. I want to have your heartbeat. I want to be your hands. I want to be your feet. If that's you, if you can just pray with us. Heavenly Father, I accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I surrender my life totally to you. Have my heart and lead me in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. My face has been doing a lot of leaking this morning because I'm a man. Because I'm a man, I can cry. Even Jesus wept, you know. Hallelujah. The scripture says that, you, that Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And the truth that Val was talking about is that if you introduce people to the truth, and his name's Jesus, that's what we've got to do. And the truth will set, you, set him free, her free. And so we've got to introduce him to Jesus, and Jesus is the one who sets some people free. And so... Um, a lot of heart surgery, and I know there's a lot in the room that, that are in a place where they f- I know that you're not seen, you're not noticed. And so I want to just ask Holy Spirit, because he's right here, because the truth has come, and the Holy Spirit is saying, now, can I do some surgery? Can I just come and do some, some healing and, and, and adjustment? You know, like a chiropractor comes and does the adjustment, for those who believe in chiropractors. Hallelujah. It's the first... Let's just bow our hearts. I want the Holy Spirit to have his time, yeah? I don't want to let you go until I sense Holy Spirit's is going to do his surgery and his touch. Ask Holy Spirit right now. Ask Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? What trash am I carrying through life? What aches and pains, what things that I need to just let go? Let go. I know that you don't want to let go because you've been wrestling with it for so long. God's saying, I need you to let go because I can't get in and heal you if you're holding on. Let it go. He wants to set the captives free. Holy Spirit, you have prodded and you have 
brought to attention different things in everybody's life today. And I ask that as you, the great shepherd, can be the one that leads us beside still water into pastures green, I just thank you, great shepherd, that you'd do that. For those in the sound of my voice in this room and those that are, are live streaming, right where you're at, let it go. Let it go. Allow the truth to set you free. Some of you say you don't have the strength. God says, I'm your strength. I'm your life. So, Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Father, thank you. Some of us need to go into your closet and just continue whenever you find that place. <sighs> See, I'm a shepherd. Can't get away from it. I feel the weight and the ache and the pain that people carry it doesn't go away from me I don't wake up in the morning and it's not there no it's still there let me pray for you Sorry, you just can't recreate this. Because when I let you go, you're off to the races. You're off to your devices. You're off to your lunch. You're off. 
I just want to hold you down just a little longer because the Father says, I've got their attention, I've got their hearts. Just hold on, hold on. Some of us, and I'm one of them, stuff we've walked through in our lives, I've got in titanium boxes. That's the only way I deal with it. I just leave it in the titanium boxes. And moments like this, Holy Spirit allows me to open the titanium box. He says, it's safe now. I can, I can help you through it. And so you've got to understand that some people have got titanium boxes of pain and agony and disappointment and just failures and everything that the enemy will throw and haunt you. And the Holy Spirit's saying, just let me, let me bring in the oil and the wine, the kind that restores the soul. Because he wants you whole. He wants you whole. He wants me whole. It's a lifetime journey. Going through the trauma from 18 years old through military and you're seeing stuff that you really weren't designed to see at 18, 19 years old. You don't know what to do with it. You got to put in titanium boxes. Then you go through people's lives of divorce and pain and hurt and and. Siri, I can't say that again. I cannot say that again. Thank you, Siri. You got me out of him. Out of a hallelujah. Coastal, thank you. For those that have kind of just been just observing, thank you for allowing those others that needed to just do business with the Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, it's a good time to stand because I want to pray for you because there's coffee and donuts and at least 10 people to hug and say hi to. I do want to say that we would love some young, able bodies to stack chairs in piles of eight so we can clear this room out for the VBS and uh, we'd appreciate the help. But church, you have an opportunity to be a vessel to go and touch lives out in the highways and the byways. In all your business, where, everywhere your, your feet will go, God's going to give you an opportunity. And so, Father, I send this family, I send the heroes on live stream, I send them out to a needy, dying world that they can be the truth carriers, that they would carry your goodness and your greatness and your awesomeness into lives, Father, that their hands will be hands that will be laid on and the power of God will set people free. Eyes will be opened. Deaf ears hear. Sick will be, be mean made well. Father, those that are bound will be set free. Father, I thank you that this family are the carriers of good news, a hope and a future. And so, Father, I thank you that we have an opportunity to tell others and be the vessel through which favor flows. And we thank you for that. And all God's people said, amen, amen. God bless you. Coffee's ready. Fellowship's ready.